and welcome to A Chronic Glow Show. I'm Amy and I'm a mindset coach for chronic illness warriors who want to unleash their potential and take back control of their life. In this podcast, you will learn how to create a life you love and deserve all while living with your chronic illness. So grab a cup of tea and let's dive straight in. Hello, welcome back to another podcast episode with A Chronic Glow. I'm Amy, I'm your host, and today I'm going to be talking to you all about time management when you have a chronic illness. So, to be honest, this is probably going to be a really useful episode whether you have a chronic illness or not. Time management is something that so many people struggle with. Um, And I just really wanted to dig deep and give you some amazing time management tips that if you do have a chronic illness, these are going to be game changing for you. So let's just jump straight into the podcast and get started with what will hopefully be a really useful and valuable podcast episode for you. So when it comes to time management, a lot of us can feel super stressed, super overwhelmed. You might sit down to plan your week on a Sunday afternoon, but just find that you've got like bits all over the place or you haven't got time for this or you haven't got time for that. And it just becomes like a real chore and a real sort of heavy task that you actually end up dreading each week. Or you're someone who doesn't necessarily plan your week and you're finding that you're spending more time scrolling on Instagram than you are actually being productive with your time. And this can be for people who are working at home, people who actually have a job that they go to, people who maybe don't work at all but still have things to do, you know, housework, cleaning, cooking, looking after the kids... Or if you've got a chronic illness, it's managing your time to make sure that you don't have a crash and a flare up and it's making sure you're not doing overdoing it with too much stuff. So time management feeds into every single person's day, their week, their month, their year. And when you can take back control of your time, then it's honestly game changing. Like you will just be so much more productive procrastination will be long in the past and you'll be able to actually have time to do all those tasks and all those things and those hobbies and those self-care activities that you keep saying you don't have time to do I mean honestly how many times do you say to yourself I don't have time to do this or I don't have time to read a book I don't have time to have a bath I don't have time to go and see so and so or have that phone call or whatever but you probably do have time you're just not using it particularly well so let me give you some tips for you to use um to start planning your time and using your time much more sufficiently is that the right word um i'm not sure but we're gonna go with it so the first thing i wanted to talk to you about is literally just planning your week so i like to do this on a sunday evening i have far too many planners that to count to be honest um i am a little bit of a planner hoarder hence why i'm so good at time management um but yeah i'm 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 a bit of a plan addict <laughs> um so plan out when you're busy in the week what non-negotiables you have what 
meetings, what calls you might have, what if you're a student, maybe what lessons or lectures you might have, um, what classes, um, anything, any appointments, anything that is booked in that is a non-negotiable, like you can't change it, it's definitely happening, it's not something that you can just move easily. So I like to do that every Sunday and I like to then look and see, okay, there's quite a lot here, so what can I change? So for example, this week I actually had an optician's appointment booked in this afternoon and I was looking at my week and I was thinking, I've actually got quite a lot on this week and I just don't feel like I have time to go to the opticians. So I just changed it, I just pushed it back to October. I was like, this can wait, it's not urgent, I don't need to do it this week. So even though it's technically a non-negotiable in terms of an appointment, it's something that I can change and I did change and it freed up my Tuesday afternoon, which is why I'm now able to record this podcast. So happy days for that. I'm sure you're all much more grateful for this podcast episode than me going to the opticians, you know? So that's what I like to do on Sunday and the very first thing, literally work out what I do have. If it feels a bit overwhelming and a bit busy, look at what which things you can take out. You know, there are going to be things like you can't cancel your lecture, that's some, set by somebody else that you have to go to. Um, but you can change your appointments maybe. Um, maybe you've got a social outing or something that you absolutely want to go to so work out what's definitely important to you and that you absolutely have to do or really want to do and then work out what could be the pushback to another day or another week um or could be cancelled completely okay almost like um just sort of clearing out like what what is going to be valuable to me this week and what can i forget about for now um so really dissect what you're actually doing in the week so that's the very first thing so you've got your timetable or your like planner with all your non-negotiables in it for things that you're now not going to change then have a look at the time around it and plan in some rest now this is going to be whether you've got a chronic illness or whether you haven't if you have got a chronic illness then this is an absolute must and you should actually be treating your rest as part of your non-negotiable tasks. Um, One way I like to make sure I'm incorporating rest is by splitting my day into thirds. Now you've probably, if you follow me on Instagram or, or in my email list, you've probably heard me bang on about splitting your day into thirds. But honestly, this is the one thing that I have done that is absolutely changed the game for me it has completely changed how I see rest how I um, plan my day plan my week it is so valuable um and honestly if you're not doing it you need to start just give it a go for a couple of weeks and I promise you it's going to be game changing for you so splitting your day into thirds What I actually mean by this is you're going to split your day into morning, afternoon, evening. That seems fairly obvious, right? Morning, afternoon, evening. That that doesn't seem like there's any sort of rocket science behind that. But the aim is to keep one of those thirds completely free for yourself to rest and recharge. Now, that can come into different forms and that's why you have to plan your week and work out your non-negotiable tasks first because each day is going to be different. Each week is going to be different you're never really going to be able to have like every single Thursday afternoon is going to be my rest or every single Monday morning is going to be my rest because things pop up, things are different every single week. Um, 
So you plan your non-negotiables, you plan out and have a look at where your free time is and then plan in your third for each third of your day, each day for your rest. So for example, maybe on Monday you've got a really busy afternoon with meetings and you've got an evening out socialising. So that's where you're going to have Monday morning as your day morning to rest. You're going to dedicate it, you're going to have a really slow morning, you're going to get up, you're going to make yourself a cup of tea, go for a gentle walk, maybe do some yoga, Um, you're going to sit and read a book for an hour. You're just going to live really peacefully and slowly on that Monday morning and you're going to rest. Now rest looks different for everybody and I'll come into that a little bit later on. But if you've got a chronic illness, that rest might literally be you're going to have a lion until 10 o'clock. You're then going to sit on the sofa and watch friends for an hour. And that's your rest. If you haven't got a chronic illness, your rest might look a little bit more active than that. You might be doing a few more things. It might be like having a full on pamper session, um, but it's still self-care. So you've got kind of rest and you've got self-care. But either way, whichever way you're splitting your day into thirds, you are going to be setting time for yourself, a third for yourself. And make that then your non-negotiable task for that day. Now, obviously, you're not necessarily going to be able to do this every single day. That is unrealistic. You can't have a full, like, four or five hours every single day to rest and self-care. But if you try and do that as much as you can, and, you know, remember, that time to yourself doesn't literally need to be, like, lying on the sofa not doing anything. Maybe you can fill in that day with cleaning tasks, your meal prepping, your getting ready or pamper session. It, it doesn't always have to be just resting. Um, you need to decide yourself on what you're going to do in that day. But try and keep that third to sort of being at home, being with yourself or being with your partner or your family and just being like present in the moment. And it's going to really, really help you rest, recharge your battery, lessen the overwhelm, lessen the stress, and then also refocus and recenter for the rest of the day. So wherever your third is, maybe it's in the evening, most of the time, my third of the day is in the evening. Um, and I, most of the time, have, um, I've got quite a solid evening routine, which doesn't really change. Um, you know, I finish work about five o'clock, I make tea, I have a bit of a clean around between sort of five and seven. Um, sometimes I'll have like a call or a meeting or something that I have to go to and I plan around that. But usually we've um, cleaned up and had tea by about seven, half seven. I then have an hour, hour and a half sitting on the sofa with my husband. We watch Grey's Anatomy, or we watch like Game of Thrones or whatever it is that we're watching, watch a film or whatever. And then I'm usually in bed by half eight nine o'clock and when I'm in bed that's where I really sort of zone in I might do some my gratitude journaling or watch a YouTube video listen to a podcast do some meditation or mindfulness and I just get a really nice peaceful evening and I rest so that's usually my third and most people will probably be the same and have their third of the evening in third of the day in the evening but sometimes you're out in the evening you've got plans and you have to plan your third and another time so maybe it's an afternoon sometimes I'll have a full afternoon where I actually go back to bed <laughs> and have a nap sometimes you just need to have that nap mid-afternoon nap it feels amazing go for it work out what's best for you in that day in that week and try and plan it into your diary and keep that time for yourself okay 
So the other thing that you can do to manage your time is plan out each day at the beginning of each day. So I talked about planning your week. So you know you're going to sit down on Sunday afternoon, plan your non-negotiables and plan your rest and then everything else kind of slots in. But then each day try and plan your day because okay you might know that you've got that meeting at 11 o'clock but that's only two hours long. What are you going to do for the rest of your day? Okay I've planned in that that evening is going to be for rest and to like have a real lovely slow evening routine. Great so you've got your meeting 11 till 2, uh, 11 till 1. What are you going to do before then? What 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 your action plan when you from when you wake up to eleven o'clock, and then what are you going to do from one o'clock till five six o'clock when your evening starts? Okay, so there's always going to be pockets of time, and you're like, oh my god, I have no plan for this, and that's where it's really really easy to just fill it up with time wasting activities, and what I mean by time wasting activities is your scrolling on Instagram or Pinterest. Pinterest is a, that that's my guilty pleasure, scrolling on Pinterest and not doing it with like actual purpose. Um, or TikTok or Twitter or any of the like hundreds, <laughs> I feel, social media apps that you could be scrolling through. And I feel especially at the moment when Instagram's got reels, I now find myself scrolling through reels and TikTok and stories and just like the Instagram feed and Facebook and Twitter and it's like put the phone down. So there's some time wasting activities. The other time wasting activity is rewriting your to-do list every day with the same flipping tasks. <sighs> Who else is guilty of this? I feel um, and I don't do this anymore. I've caught myself so many times doing this. I'm like no Amy stop. This is getting ridiculous. Um, and I actually had a coaching call yesterday with a girl who was doing this exact thing and I was like, why are you doing, why are you spending like 10, 15 minutes every single day rewriting the same 10 tasks that you wrote yesterday that you just didn't do? You're, you're, you're literally wasting time rewriting the same to-do list over and over and over again because you're not getting them done. So that brings me on to your to-do list and how your to-do list very much feeds into time management. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to be so good with my time. I'm going to write a to-do list and I'm just going to like absolutely boss through them. And that's great. But most people make the mistake of putting way too many things on their to-do list. Like my client yesterday literally said to me, Okay, well, usually I have like max number of to-do list tasks as 20. 20! I know that's a max, but 20 items on a daily to-do list? Are you kidding? And then I was like, okay, so what's your minimum amount? 10. So every single day, she's got between 10 and 20 tasks on her to-do list. And then she rewrites those 10 to 20 tasks every single day because... It's an unrealistic amount to do in one day. So she'll maybe do one or two things on Monday and then she's got the other 10 to 20 on Tuesday and so on. And she actually finds she's not getting through anything because she's so concerned and worried about all the tasks she's not doing that she can't then focus on the tasks that she is doing. So my top to-do list tip 
is to choose one non-negotiable that you need to do, one non-negotiable task that you need to do every single day, obviously different things. So for me today, my non-negotiable was to record this podcast. It had to be done. It's going out this afternoon. I have no choice. It's got to be done. That's my non-negotiable. Then I like to have two to three optional tasks. And I say optional because a lot of us find that if we're not completing our to-do lists, we feel guilty. We feel a societal pressure that we haven't succeeded, we haven't achieved, we haven't progressed and blah, 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 blah. So I like to call them optional. So you've got your one non-negotiable task and that's the main thing that you're going to be focusing on that day. Then you've got your two to three optional tasks, which if you manage to get your non-negotiable done and you're feeling good and you're feeling like you can carry on, then that's where you do your optional tasks. But if your chronic illness is starting to flare up, fatigue hits you, brain fog hits you, or if you aren't um, someone with a chronic illness, you've just, your non-negotiable has taken up more time than you thought, or you're just not feeling it, to be honest, and you just feel like actually I want to do it on the sofa, because that's also okay, then that's fine. They're only optional tasks, and there's only two or three of them, so it's fine. But by setting yourself between 10 and 20 tasks a day, like even when I'm saying it, I'm cringing. I'm like, oh my God, how could somebody even do that? Um, if you're setting yourself between 10 and 20 tasks a day, you are literally setting yourself up for failure. You are literally setting yourself up for failure. Okay, so you need to plan your to-do list in a much more realistic and achievable way. And one way of doing this is by assigning time, times to complete a said task. You should know roughly how long it would take to record a podcast. I know roughly how long it takes me to record a podcast. I have an idea in my head. I don't want it to be any longer than 25 minutes. That's my max um, for a podcast that I'm recording just on my own. Max 25 minutes and I'm looking at the time and I'm already nearly at 18 minutes, so I know that I've only really got about 10 minutes left. Add on a little bit of time for stopping, pausing, coughing, having a drink, etc. I'm going to give myself about 35 to 40 minutes to record this podcast. So I'm giving myself 40 minutes, right? That's how long I think it will actually take me to record this podcast. But things get in the way. My husband might come in to have a chat with me. Someone might call me. I might need to do whatever it is I might I don't know but someone might come to the door so that all of a sudden that 40 minutes might turn into an hour so I'm going to assign myself an hour I'm going to give myself an hour to complete that task and the best thing is about that is chances are it will only take me 30 to 40 minutes which I planned which means I've then got another 20 minutes where I could tick off some of my optional to-do loops or have 20 minutes of rest. Oh my God, mind blown. Who else has just never really thought about this before? So what I like to do is always add on a little bit of extra time than I think I might need. So plan in how long you actually think you're gonna need, 40 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, however long it is. Add on a little bit of time. So I would say add on sort of half an hour for every hour you're planning on needing. Um, That's a good rule of thumb, just gives you a little bit of leeway. Um, If you overrun, don't stress, 
it's fine, no pressure. If you underrun and you've got time left over, use it either productively to tick off more to-dos, your optionals, or rest. I like to do some meditation. I love having the Calm app on my phone. They have a like a daily calm, which is about 10 minutes long, and they're brilliant to just slot in, oh, I've got um, half an hour now because I've finished this task really early, so I'm gonna do 10 minutes of calm perfect or i'm gonna actually i've got 20 minutes i'm gonna go for a 10 minute walk i'm just gonna walk around the block perfect or actually i forgot to have lunch last um yesterday because i kept on working so i'm gonna make sure today i'm gonna have that lunch so work out what you can do that is maybe a bit of self-care or productive or something that you need to do for your body etc and make use of that extra time so as I've just mentioned, I don't like going over 20, 25 minutes in my podcasts. Um, I'm saying this as this is the second podcast episode, but it's a rule that I made before I started and I'm going to stick with it. So I'm just going to recap everything that I have talked about because I feel like I've given you a lot in there um, in a probably quite a rambly way. So I'm going to recap and then love you and leave you. So... Firstly, you're going to sit down on a Sunday afternoon, plan out everything that you have to do, all your non-negotiables, your meetings, your appointments, your classes, your um, whatever it is, all your non-negotiables for the week. Then you're going to look and see what pockets of time you have to implement the third of your day for self-care or for just being at home doing general home stuff. So either rest or self-care or cleaning, cooking, being with your family, just sort of like just general stuff that needs to be done at home. Okay, and then you can plan out your rest of your week accordingly on the day. That's what I like to do, sort of plan out the big stuff at the beginning of the week and then on the day stuff, the little stuff on the day. With your to-do list, you're going to choose a one non-negotiable task that absolutely has to be done and then two to three optional tasks that if you manage to get done perfect great fantastic and if you don't manage to do them no pressure no guilt just leave them so i hope this podcast episode has been useful for you and if you don't already come and say hi to me on instagram my username is at amy Sorns. i would love to have a chat all about time management and yeah That is everything from me today. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of A Chronic Glow Show. I really hope you enjoyed the episode and feel much more empowered to take back control, say hello to a more positive and healthy mindset and start living your best life with a chronic illness. Before you go, I'd be so, so grateful if you could spend just a couple of seconds to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe to my podcast if you haven't already. I really, really appreciate all your support and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.